SK. What? I'm really hot. No one cares. I'm what you really are. hot in here. I feel like if we had AC, I would be able to do the podcast. A we little can't better. afford AC. We can't afford AC. Well, we no, can't we afford, can't. How we do we can't get afford more people? AC? We can't afford anything I can't because people the, are not going the to Patreon. The AC. Listen, you know what? I've yes? had enough. I've had enough. Well, what are we going to do about it? I tell I'm you really what I'm going to do right now. I'm going up to the top of this building with my high-powered. Patreon.com forward slash Lousy San Francisco podcast. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco podcast. We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams. Tonight, SK welcomes Sammy Davis Jr., Harry Connick Jr., Josh Groban Jr., and Maroon 5 the Third. And now, there's no earthly way of knowing which direction he is going. SK Morton. Thank you for covering for me, Pete. You're very welcome. I appreciate that. Week in, week out, sunrise, sunset. That's what yeah, I always say. Ah, see, it all comes. It's the, the circle they of life. They gave each other a pledge. It's from Fiddler on the Roof. All right. Whatever. There it's, is no other side. Nobody else understands that. No, no, no. Okay. Our guests oh, on the are, other hand. Our guests are There bored. is no other hand. There is no other ham? On the other hand. No! There is no other hand. Do you want us to and just leave? And then he We can just go and you can be... <laughs> I don't need you people. I know. <laughs> you should see how much fun I have when I'm just talking to myself. Right. It's not like anyone else is listening to this or in the room or anything. You should just... You should just... <laughs> Greetings, adoring throng. Hi, everybody. Welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco podcast. Another night you. in the Bob Shelter. Uh, let's get around the, go around the room, say hello to our senior member of the team, sound engineer and producer of Utmost Out of Quitchland, Squidge McSqueezy. Yay! <laughs> Our regular full-time permanent co-host and resident chanteur, Peter Feliciano. Yay, me! And now the people we care about. He's got a big smile on his face. I like that. So we have um, our guest. Now, here's the thing. What's the thing? I always try to write an intro that has something to do with the guest, and I'm thinking of... They, they have an improv background. Does it have a better copy than this? Yes. My, okay. I, I keep all the good stuff on my own. Oh, is you that what it is? You guys never see what I have. I in, see, no, I intentionally misspell your stuff, Pete. I see how it is. <laughs> and you guys have an improv background, so my thought was I would just be, hey, talking to you and go, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Because yeah. that's sure like no one has tried, and the improv No one thing, has ever right? tried to top them in But it wasn't any good. Stuff. So I came up instead with, first... They are the godfathers of San Francisco's improv. Now, don't get a big head, guys, because everybody who comes on the show is a godfather or something. Yeah, but, good, good. Um, but in addition to being the godfathers of improv, they're mm-hmm. also the god stepbrothers of San Francisco's soil infiltration testers. Oh. Yeah, okay. You know what? I don't always say it out loud when I write it. No, I felt the pressure, too. I came in, and I was like, wait, these guys are funny. I'm supposed to yes and or something. Yeah, like I'm yeah, supposed to like get ready to like be funny, and I just yeah. can't do that. Or at that. least curtsy. Anyway, right. let's give a big round of applause to Sam Shaw and Jamie Wright. Yay. Great to be here. Is it? I'm excited. Are you close to his face? Yeah, we can yeah. Yeah. hold right. that. Hold it next whatever, to his Whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. There you go. There we are. He's good. Better. Okay. There we are. All right. We're going to give even a little bit more there. Soil Fantastic. infiltration 
testers. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. You know what? Why don't the three of us do a podcast and we just send him away? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Be, I got to go edit anyway. <laughs> well, you know, improv rise. is about agreement and it's about yes and, but I would have made a different choice with that. <laughs> wow. wow. Boom. You're kicked out. Yeah. No, I've never been good at, um, what's that word? Um the rest of us will just sit here. <laughs> the rest of us will just sit here and gorge ourselves on grapes and cookies and feel fat cat satisfaction and how hilarious we are. That could be the name of your new album. I like it. Fat cat satisfaction. That could be. How about that? That could be the name of your new album. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Up there. Top shelf. Face. Oh All right. Starting well, it off right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You keep talking. I'm looking for the drops. <laughs> <laughs> We've got emails. Yeah. People and, are listening? Yeah, no, I just said we have emails. Oh. I mean, they have it's nothing not to do from, with the show. It's it's not from Matthew Nethery. No, it's from a Nigerian prince, but I want to read it. So, <laughs> No, la- last episode, we were talking about the Mavericks. You guys heard about the Mavericks? The surfing competition. Going, yeah, going under there, mm-hmm. filing for Chapter 11 and everything. So I got a whole, we have our own, well, we call him our champion. Mm-hmm. It's an invitational event, and a local surfer named Colin Dwyer is a member. They're called the uh, the Titans of Mavericks. So he's, he's one of the Titans. Friend. He's our special he's, boy. Yeah, he's been on the show, and um, <laughs> I blew that one and, and kind of embarrassed him. But anyway, he's the guy that he's the guy that we're always supporting. And so I gave him an email the other day and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you know, how's it going? Email. Does it look like it's going to happen?" And he got back to me uh, just before the show. Oh, cool. Okay, so what did he say? So let's see what he said. Uh, I don't know. Please uh, leave me alone, S. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Regret giving you my phone number. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what does cease and desist mean, really? You know, it's funny. Yes. Well, funny, He's... strange. <laughs> I can't find it. Aha. Uh-huh. And now it's actually a little bit funny, huh? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's you actually know what? funnier. That actually fits in. It's a cease and desist, and then they just gutted your whole hard drive on your phone. I think just... I remember what it said. Let's see here. It was something like SK, big fan. Right. I think that's where it started. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long time listener, first time writer. Yeah. And uh, no, he was just saying that uh, it doesn't look like they're going to have it. He says, but he also said. It looked like the best years were behind them anyway, so it sounds like he's resigned to there won't be any more big wave surfing hmm. out here anytime well, soon. Did, wait, did he say that that competition has seen his best days or, or the waves have? Oh, the right. competition. He's, he's, the competition. Okay. I think what had happened was is when these new guys came in, this Cartel Management Inc., when they came in, everyone was excited at first, and then it turned out they were kind of shady characters. Oh, and, man. Oh. And everyone's been messed up by them, including Body Glove suit them, Red Bull suit them. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club. I don't know if they sued them, but uh, they're not happy what with them. What are you going to do so. to get sued by the Boys and Girls Club? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. That is really bad. Yeah. Well, I just, what I don't understand is like, why do Thank you have God to set I'm up here. a nonprofit? You have to have this whole thing when like, the waves are free, man. Right? <laughs> And peace, then they, they also love, bro. Listen, that's what communists. I always say. Let me tell you about the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they aren't. Uh, you, can't, you are Half allowed Moon to Bay. throw the word pinko. Oh, out. you need gas anytime. for the uh, jet ski to pull you out. That's right, true, right, too. Right, no, that's but right. Half Moon Bay charged, I think it was like 25 grand for a permit. And then they also pushed it. everyone back from the Yeah, uh, so the people beach. wouldn't fall over the edge anymore. Can't they take yeah. it to Vinod Kosla's yeah. beach, Martin? <laughs> Is that the guy who had the of, gate? Yeah. 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 So, take it right down there. That would be a good idea, huh? <laughs> and I also saw that on a lot of the bottoms of the surfboards it says Enron, made by Enron, yeah, exactly. so that seems a little <laughs> like they've lost their hippie edge. An Enron joke. No, that works great because, you know, since we're giving away ringtones, we might as well do Enron jokes. Are and maybe we really even web fan while we're at it. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so we're gonna follow. Keep following Colin. Maybe we'll get him in here again sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we can, we can point to you guys and say we've had the Godfathers of San Francisco <laughs> improv in here. <laughs> then we can you get the Godfather of surfing competition. Exactly, the Godfather of twenty-five-year-old surfers. Yes. Well, that's a drag. I hope Mavericks comes back, and I hope they work yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah. Now we did get another one because I don't know if you guys know about this, but um, you will be paying. Uh, to be on tonight, <laughs> we have to make money on this. They know. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, no, but so right? in an effort, in an effort to be able to eat, uh, we have pay- a Patreon campaign, mm-hmm. and we've got a couple patrons. In fact, we have one known as the Patreon, who writes in from time to time. So he sent in. He, he what had happened was is once he paid, he went. He's of our Patreons. He's the highest payer right now, so he feels he's in control. So he's is given he us the a double bit. digits. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very thankful. So that's why I'm reading his email. <laughs> it's very here. strange. I don't know what he's getting. So out this of was it, his. Honestly. This is his email. I mean, to be in control. I mean, look at our cookie selection. We have nothing to be in control of. <laughs> well, we have we, no resources to to, to the, plunder. The next one up. Did you get these cookies at Ross? <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever. You know what? They can't all be zingers. Can maybe one or two? Can we do that? <laughs> uh, greetings, damned souls. These are my demands. Mm-hmm. You will discuss SK's hip hop youth in greater detail. I had a crew. I don't know. Can I ask how old you guys are? I bet you I can guess your age. Yeah. What's your favorite cast from Saturday Night Live? Uh, Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey. Okay, so you are 48, going to be 49 this year. No. 47, wow. going to be 48 this year. What a horrible person. <laughs> You're only 44? Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, wow. You can't you, you do said, that? You said you're 50? You can't do no, I'm that. Getting, I'm up there. I'll be 48. But <laughs> So you're going to like <laughs> the real Roxanne. Yeah, there right? you go. That's exactly so that's, what we're doing. I was talking going. about UTFO yeah. the other day. Yeah, UTFO. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay, let me go to Jamie here. Your favorite cast. I was the, was the opening cast. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> so you're 67. A, no, no, no. He's, he can't, oh. he's been listening to the people older than him. I'll bet Old, you he's younger. Older, older brothers. Yeah, there you go. See? Older yeah, brothers. he's pandering. Them, he's that's pandering. what it is. All right. Well, see, no, they're 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 <laughs> this is Generation not... Xers. Where's the rest of the throng? The the late throng. <laughs> they're late. No, I understand that, but anyway. they probably have some young, relevant people instead of these three. I don't know how we got onto this, other than the hip hop youth thing. So anyway, I used to break dance. Is yeah. all I'm saying. You okay. got the card. You took the cardboard out and spun around. Got the cardboard. Can you I believe the that someone of this shape <laughs> used to? Spin. I wasn't always this big. <laughs> Did you put a cup out? Did you put a cup out? Get some tips for that break dancing? No, we were white. <laughs> I bought you some brand new linoleum, son. <laughs> exactly. Linoleum. See, the younger kids understand. High five, sir. <laughs> Let's see. So, anyway, okay, demand number two. Henceforth, a throng member shall be defined as one who enjoys Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks movies and also the Fat Boys. Back, we were talking about the movies with the Fat Boys. We were trying to remember what movie it was. Did we ever remember? Disorderlies. <laughs> What's the other one? Was there another Fat Boys movie? Was that the second in the trilogy? <laughs> and then, uh, okay, number three. It's this waiting was, to be made. It's, this it's was right out there. Come on, guys. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Low hanging oh, my fruit. goodness. There we go. That can be our first production. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure one of those have, guys have died. I'm pretty sure me? all of them have died. Right. <laughs> They Heavy got, G just they had the sugar. Of years. The <laughs> no, sugar. No, uh, no, no, no. That's awful. I should have vetted oh this. My oh, I should have done some more background research. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> yeah. Pete, can you go ahead and close the door and lock it, please? Okay. Thank you. And uh, this is email from Pepe the Frog. This is, what's happening here? He says, Aladdin is good and shall be brought back for future episodes. This shall be true even if Pete's removal is deemed necessary. Aladdin is a customer. Uh, who is it? A customer. A, a person. 
a guest a on guest. the show. Thank you, guest. They a are guest starting to on think, the show. Maybe we are having to pay something. Right? No, he's a nice. He's a nice person, and uh, he came on and was giving all kinds of uh, harangue to this one. Mm-hmm. He does interrupt less. Number four, your discussion <laughs> of the Embarcadero Center Cinema pleased us. We shall go there and watch a movie. Have you guys been to the Embarcadero movie? Uh, somewhat yeah. recently, yeah. after they got alcohol down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah they got the nice bar setting yeah. up. and yeah. Where is it located again? Uh, it's by the fourth piss corner. <laughs> Are you, the fourth one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that's it. No, maybe it's Embarcadero 2. Yeah. There are maps. Okay. There are maps. Yeah. Listen... <laughs> Maps. You, you saw. You saw. Don't think twice, there, didn't you? Uh, no, we saw the Gore Vidal doctor. Oh, well, wow. yes, that movie was hilarious. Ah, love it. The Gore Vidal. <laughs> Let's see. Number five. It's still going on. Dis- <laughs> disregarding <laughs> convention, notification of Pete's upcoming performance was provided before the aforementioned performance actually took place. This confused us. Please explain. <laughs> well, the explanation is I actually got the editing done before. Pete's show uh, started. So, ah, yeah. see, I'm a professional musician, boys. I'm an amazing performer. I'm uh, hilarious. I'm. Go ahead. No, no, keep going. No, 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 please. Uh, these, with these alternate facts. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I have uh, t- uh, shows, and so I I promote uh, them, but he doesn't get done editing until like three weeks after I perform. Can you do a review of his next show? Here's the thing, Pete really is, and this is I'll just let you guys in on this. He is the most talented. Well, I mean, it was even, it's, this is quantifiable now. He was mm. the up-and-coming artist of, of 2016. Oh, yeah. But when I first heard him sing, he's got incredible range. And he can somehow harmonize with himself. He's just this incredible singer. He can play guitar, but a lot of people can play guitar. He does a great job of it, but you know that's not what's going to grab you. But when you hear him sing, he's amazing. Now, when he gets back, I will deny well, that I'd, I ever I'd said I'd like that. to say one thing that I, it's a funny, interesting detail. When he was yes, giving sir. his... Um, Short soliloquy about his professionalism and your cell phone interrupted him. (laughs) 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 That's pretty sweet. Yeah, well, that's the kind of... Timing is everything. Exactly. (laughs) Right, SK? You'll experience all sorts of stuff like that in here at Bomb Shelter. (laughs) So, anyway, that was our emails. I thought we had some content there, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to... Anyway, we have... uh, Sam Shaw and Jamie Wright with us. Uh, let's see, there's a couple little points here. We got uh, San Francisco History Days at the Mint, the old mm, Mint. Cool. Are you guys history people? I mean, other than we'll get about the committee and stuff, but are you guys big San Francisco history? Do you do you follow any of it? Do you care? You don't do. have to. It's okay. I, won't I do. Get my I, I was hurt. actually uh, I was a history major in college. Really? Yeah. Wow. At uh, St. Mary's College of California, right over there in Moraga. Yeah. Um, and I've been interested in it ever since. Yeah? Yeah. So what do you know? Everything. Okay, cool. Dates, so then you would places, enjoy the mint. names. <laughs> Here's what I learned given the tour. Everything happened in 1873. Yeah. Just no matter when it up, 1873. And mm-hmm. about 33 to 45% of the time, I'm right. So <laughs> It's I'll a big year. With that. It, was a, it was a very heavy deal. It was the year that the cable car, uh, first cable car on Clay Street. It was the year the Palace Hotel opened. Mm. I believe it was the year that General Custer beat uh, Napoleon at the Battle of the Bulge. Is that what it, Yeah, that I believe that was in 1873. You mean robot Napoleon? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, but last year I mentioned that they had the, the History Days at the Old Mint, which is only really open 
for these events. And uh, didn't give a bit too big of a push, so this year I thought I would make a big push for it. It's on March 4th and 5th at the Mint on 5th Street. Have you ever, you know, you go by. You yeah. Mean, you've got to pee or something. You yeah. just look against the wall of the yeah. thing there. It's inviting. It's, it kind of is, <laughs> isn't it? It's a Chronicle building. It's the Mint. So just so the listeners know, the listeners. <laughs> uh, the Legion. It's, it's, it's going to be free. So and it's a bunch of the rooms are going to be open. They're going to have seventy five exhibitors. Wow, so that's fantastic. Yeah, and there'll be all you know everything from eighteen seventy three on, <laughs> and uh, there'll be reenactors there. So maybe they'll fight the fire or something. And it's free. So and the uh, it's open to the public and wheelchair accessible. I don't know how they're going to do that. I've never seen a ramp. Must be in the back. Probably they're a, they're a tasty little have. vegetable. They're not bad. If you put some salt on them. All right, we'll go with that. <laughs> what I miss? <laughs> we were talking about the mint uh, on March fourth and fifth. We're given a whole month for me to get this edited so people can hear it. Nice. And um, I'm, I think I'm going to go this year. Okay. And I'm going to go with my yellow bowling shirt, my tour guide shirt, and nice. I. Uh, you need some. You need I may some. Pick honestly, pick a fight with Emperor Norton. <laughs> you need to. You need to have some sort of a clout. You need. We need to get S. K. Morton some That's what press I'm pass clout. I'm gonna walk in. You're gonna be behind me with a beatbox playing "Bad to the Bone." Okay. And I'm just gonna walk Holding in. Holding up slow. like Radio Raheem. That's right. Okay. I'm ready. And when I see Emperor Norton, I'm gonna cut him. Nice. <laughs> it has to be done. What are you talking he's getting, about? He's getting. I don't even know who so anyone you're talking for his about. Bridges. So is it just gonna be a beatdown, or is it? Are you actually gonna like prison shiv him? Like just. I'm just thinking. Just, and just keep walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But well. I won't. But you know, if I got the blood on it, I won't wipe it off. <laughs> Why? It's like you meant it. Yeah. Well, this is. I'm not gonna hang around, dark. but I'm not gonna deny anything. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I should stay or if I should leave. <laughs> it's because this is actually. Only, it's not only gonna be hurt. Oh, by you're one in person, on this now. But no, I feel like I'm aiding and abetting right you now. Are. You're, you're you are. You're now an accessory. No, I think I may uh, confront him, though. Trash I've got talk. some problems with Emperor Norton. Uh, what, who's, who's Emperor Norton? Well, the original Emperor Norton, 40,000 yeah. people went to his funeral. But yeah. but half of them were there, ironically. <laughs> it was the first, I, I, the no. first hipsters came. Irony <laughs> had not yet oh, been serious. invented. So. They were, <laughs> the hipsters back then didn't have the handlebar mustaches. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Why does this guy not have... Yeah. A bare knuckle boxing mustache. In any way, I'll mess your potatoes. In any case, what so is it's going on? I don't know. So anyway, everyone go to the old mint on the fourth and fifth. It's free and it'll be fun. And uh, learning is fun, mm-hmm. and reading is fundamental. As okay. your body grows bigger, your mind grows smaller. It's great to learn because knowledge is power. Thank you. Bop. Boom. Is that one to grow on? I'm just uh, a bill. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, three is a magic number. A lot one is the loneliest number. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie I Roll did pop? that. It was 413. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> you would, you fat no, kid. SK, you're blushing. Do you know what? Uh, That's just his natural color. <laughs> do you know what February is? Um, Black History Month? It's Black History Month. Speaking of which, man, that would have been a great time for her to enter. It would have been. Yeah, she's... Speaking of which. Is she no, around? All right, no. Is she on the phone? Oh, she's in the restroom. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on this For month Black throughout San Francisco. And I've got a whole list of things that are going on. And my thought is if pe- people are really looking for something with the theme of black history, they can go online and they can find that. But I will say this. Hmm. Peppered throughout all these events from exhibitions, art, performance, <laughs> food. There's one individual who seems to be peppered throughout all of these events. His name is John... I could have highlighted it. This is very well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, 
Well, let's face it. This is filler anyway. We're just tr- we're just trying to. Hey, look who's here. Hey, sweetie. Hey. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, Babette has Babette walked away from the microphone. Hello, so, ladies and gentlemen. Babette, this is You're this the is. Oh, the reason she came sweet. is so I could make racist jokes and you guys wouldn't get offended. So this is Jamie Wright and this is Sam I Shaw. Nice to meet you. Okay. We're gonna put you on a little bit, okay, sweetie? Okay. All right. We were talking about Black History Month. Oh. She has no interest. <laughs> His name, John Templeton. John Templeton. John Templeton. You know what he is? He's the black counterpart to Daniel Bacon, and he can tell you all sorts of stuff about. Uh, uh, black history in San Francisco. Cool. Actually, he's written a four-volume book on uh, four books, I guess, about California, and he's got one specific just to the city of San Francisco. Wow. It's called, I believe, it's called "Come to the Water." So anyway, he's and when you hear him speak, he's got he's got all sorts of stuff. Some of it, I'm not, I'm not sure. He, um, I do this too. If I have an angle I want to take, I won't let people know that there's other ideas. For instance. <laughs> In uh, it's a, you guys familiar with the Sentinel Building on the, the corner of um, Broadway and Kearney, uh, the, co- co- the, the, the copper, yeah, the, yeah. the flat yeah. iron kind of building. That, yeah. At one point, there were people living in it. Janis Joplin was one, and so was Maya Angelou. Now, this guy John Templeton does a Freedom Trail tour, oh, that's and they cool. do theirs by bus. On that trail, he talks about Maya Angelou, and I bring this up on my tour as well. She was the first bus driver, first female and first black bus driver in San Francisco from mm. working for Muni. Maya Angelou was. That's incredible. Yeah, wow. and she was also lived in the in the uh, the Sentinel Building at one point. Wow. So anyway, that's our little. That's where he and I have have come together and then came apart. Yeah, but I'm going to try to bring him into the show. That's get him cool. on that's the where show. Where the two yes, tours please. cross. That's where the two tours cross with Maya Angelou. <laughs> anyway, he'll tell stories and how California itself. Was named after oh, what was her name? It was it was a, originally a Middle Eastern story, a mythology where there was a, a goddess named Caliph. Caliphia. Caliphia. There you go. Because you're wow. a history guy, you know things. So I didn't uh, realize it was a, a middle uh, Middle Eastern. I think that's where it originally started. But Cortez is the one who brought the story here. Yeah. yeah but now there's also other stories. So that's a great one. And she w- would be a, she was black. So California was named after a black woman. However, there's also two other stories on how California got its name, which he doesn't really mention. That's what I meant by, you know, you just take. So I tell the story at the Sentinel building. The very, there's always been an Italian restaurant in the first floor of that building. Mm-hmm. And that first restaurant was known as Caesars. Now, as you may oh, know, yeah. here in San Francisco, we had the sandy yeah. soil, so we didn't grow iceberg lettuce. We grew romaine lettuce. Mm-hmm. And we've had schools, giant schools of anchovies just outside the Golden Gate. Caesars. Used to buy, you know, the Italian guy buying from the Italian fisherman in North sure. Beach, and that is where Caesar salad was invented. Wow! Now there are people in San Diego that I have had on the tour who go, no, 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 it was invented in Tijuana, and they, you know, it could have been. But <laughs> I always do I, I've this. Seen, I've seen both those. Stories. Yeah, I always say this. Oh, really? Where'd you get the romaine in Tijuana? Because they grow an iceberg down there, and then they, then they. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's true, but they always no, shut up. So I could not I get win. that deep on lettuce in a yeah. conversation. <laughs> no one can. That's why I win. That's, that is why you win. Yeah. very yeah. weird. So there we are. That's what I've been doing. We're moving it right along. <laughs> she gets you into shape. Okay. Ah, oh, beautiful. That's beautiful. And you know what else is beautiful? The brides. It doesn't matter how they look. They're still beautiful because that's what we're told to say. But if you want to be even more beautiful, 
then go to Bridal Fitness Coach. Isn't that right, Squidge? Do you have anything? <laughs> Thanks for the help. Brides, give... If you go see owner-trainer Tammy Fox at Bridal Fitness Coach, then things will be good. You'll be able to fit into your dress. You'll be taught how to make the changes you need for your life so that you can sustain this beautiful dress-wearing body, keeping all members of the family happy. And, uh... I don't know, barefoot and pregnant? Looking marvelous. Yes. So, here's what you do. Well, there's there's also perks, right? You can get trained at the at the gym. You can get trained at home. You can get trained uh, over the internet. And what you do is you enjoy your training thing. It's been a while. It's been a while. So for a free consultation, go to bridalfitnesscoach.com or 415-317-6827. Did I mention that it was a free uh, consultation? All right, 415-317-6827, Bridal Fitness Coach, make a commitment. Commit. (laughs) There we go. Hey, everybody, this is Cloette. Buy your Amazon things. Oh, yeah, Through SK Morton. I think that's a very simple and easy way to support something good. These are some good people here. I'm going on Amazon. It doesn't cost a thing. You just go through the site. And go through Amazon and buy everything you're going to buy. And they get credit for that to keep this wonderful thing going and keep me on here. That was a great commercial. I'm going to put that at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. Great. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. And we've got a full house tonight. So we want yeah. to thank kill the, uh, everyone. The for coming. Exciting. Thanks, everyone, when, for coming. Bad, bad. Yeah. When you well kill done. everyone, not well me. Done. Yeah. <laughs> high five. Air high five. <laughs> all right. So why don't we get into what we're all here for? Oh. In your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? Okay, we're going to do this. Watch this. See, no one does this, but I'm going to do this. So ready for this? He's an innovator. I'm an innovator. I know you are. You're at the forefront. I'm pushing the envelope. I'm going to say what we're doing, and then we're going to revert. It's like a movie where you have a scene that's present. And then they have it's very exciting. And then they go back and you You're work Tarantino. back up to that scene. That's what it's, you are. You're Tarantino. It's like Sunset Tar- Boulevard. Exactly. Yeah. Is that a movie? Anyway, so um, <laughs> here's what we've got here. We got. Can I call you Sam and Jamie? Yeah, please. All right. He's like, yeah, because you got to say his name first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I call yeah, you Jamie even, and Sam? That's sure. not even alphabetical. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the thing we're going to talk about the most awesome. is the committee. Yeah. So give us a quick little a little uh, elevator small speech. Small violin. On the com- yeah, that's right. Give us one, two, two small violins. <laughs> two tiny <laughs> violins. In stereo. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell us about the committee and, and what you have to do with that. And then, but just a little, just a hint, just a, a little coming attraction, and then we'll rewind and talk uh, about you. The committee was uh, an improvisational theater company that mm. was founded in San Francisco in 1963. It was very politically active. It was confrontational, topical. They developed short sketches out of improvised material like Second City did, which they kind of came out of. Mm-hmm. And they were in North Beach uh, and were around for about nine years. And they opened two theaters in San Francisco and had a long run in L.A. So why do we care? Well, they... Uh, Actually, li- yeah, get out. They laid down, <laughs> they laid down the foundation for... Um, 
a lot of modern comedy from George Carlin to Tommy Chong. You know, he's an improv guy. I laid it out for him, and he didn't follow the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> I'm enjoying his spiel. I'm enjoying his spiel. I don't know why you're being so rude. No, I was going to say... Morton. You didn't get how he scripted it. So. No, I know. Yeah, I wasn't getting his exactly. strong intention. Just because I'm the only one with the script. <laughs> um, no, and we're going to get into that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. Well, no. I meant a little bit to be rude. I got it. Sure. I, got I don't want rudeness. you to not like me. Well, we, none, of us, none of us know what the committee was, so that's it's right. a good thing. But we're going to we're going to talk a lot about it. But what I want to say is, what is their connection? Yeah, so I, I actually got to, to improv late in my life. I grew up in the Bay Area, and then I went traveling for a bit, and ended up in Amsterdam. And I lived in Amsterdam for about seven years. And when I went there, I went there to study multimedia art. But to fund that, yeah, I was a bartender. Is that what they call it? <laughs> right. Yeah, multimedia <laughs> art. Yeah, it's like the art's moving. <laughs> <laughs> It's multimedia. Okay. Um, but no, I, I ended up being a bartender at a place called Boom Chicago, which is an improv and sketch comedy show. And then I started doing projects for the show and designed a video system so they could improv with it. And then I ended up running that and being the video director of the show for six years. And while When I got that job, I didn't know anything about improv. So I asked one of the guys in the cast, Jason Sudeikis. Hmm. Wow! Who's, We've yeah. heard of him. Can we touch yeah. your hand? Oh, oh my God! Uh, but he, uh, his uncle, his uncle is George Went, like Norm. Really? From really? Cheers, yeah. And so he said that his uncle had told him about because I asked him specifically about improv in San Francisco, and he said I don't know anything, but there was this group called the Committee. My uncle told me about, and they're super political. They came out of the Second City. And they're pretty majorly influential on everyone who was a comedian in the 70s and early 80s. And, uh, you know, members from there, like one of them was Del Close. He started right. Improv Olympic, which trained kind of everyone right. in comedy yeah. at this point. Um, and, and then Gary Austin went to start The Groundlings, which is where Will Ferrell, Phil Hartman got their starts. And so they have a ton of influence on comedy that you're watching right now. Mm. Um, and in fact, like Cheech and Chong largely built their career on sketches they pretty much transcribed from shows. Oh, really? Uh, of the committee, yeah. Wow. In fact, like there's like we were looking at one uh, called Old Man in the Park, and literally you can put up like a a reel of the committee doing it and then Cheech and Chong doing it right next to each other, and it's pretty much the exact same scene, except one of the guys is Hispanic. In the but it's got the you, you, same blackout punchlines. Yeah, maybe. pretty much thing. calling on this largely yeah. public. But it'll probably be heard by at least three people. You're calling Cheech and Chong out for being hacks. Is that what you're saying, Jamie? Uh, Tommy Chong will admit to oh, just really? as much. <laughs> okay, well, he, well he gives, yeah, he gives full credit. Time. He at gives certain, full credit to the committee. At certain <laughs> times, you can get Tommy Chong to admit to anything. It's right. A, uh, exactly. yes. um, now, let me ask you a question, Sam. Yeah. The fact that I kind of cut you off <laughs> and said it didn't go with it, and then I gave Jamie the chance, and he also <laughs> has failed to go where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. How does that make you wow. feel? It uh, makes me feel that you're uh, not a very good improviser. Nice. <laughs> High five again. You have earned it, Sam. All right. Let's see if this improvises. <laughs> valuable hand. All right. Enough of that. I was trying okay. to find out why they were going to be d- doing this. And I know Jamie was getting there, but he... he so the reason why you guys... You guys are making a movie about it. Yeah. Was that right. so hard? You were making a movie okay. about it. They're making a movie about the committee. <laughs> and I think your, yeah. your media... Did, did you yes. see that? By the way, hang on, Throng, Throng, remember how we talked about Babette's insistent powers? Her She's first now words, the star of the movie. As soon as she heard the movie, 
that there was a movie, her first words was, can I be in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, so we'll get in it. And I know Jamie was probably, he was telling us about the multimedia and the, the experience he'd had. Right. And then he was dropping names and got <laughs> sidetracked. So, right. Yeah. right, exactly. So George went, all right. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so let's get to know you guys first, and then we'll work up, and then you can just blow us away with everything. <laughs> huh? We'll do our best. Okay. Jeez. We're going to start with Sam, because frankly, Jamie's getting on my nerves. He smells um, a little <laughs> Now, Sam, you are tallness. not. You're not I'm taller not a, than you are. Yes, I that's hate why. it. He yeah. walked in. He's like two inches taller yeah. than me, and I was like, oh, that's, "That's not right." Yeah, yeah. you felt and like I, less of a man, didn't I you? I did. Ha uh-huh. ha. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep eating cookies. It'll fill the hole inside. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Sam is not from the Bay Area. No, I'm not. Well, I've been here since uh, about '97. Doesn't count. I'm from Connecticut. Connecticut. Nice. Straight up. That's right. So you're from Connecticut. So excited yes. right now. So um, you were very well off and comfortable with your white privilege. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, right about the white privilege yeah, part, okay. and I'm not only comfortable. All right, but <laughs> he felt bad about well, it. So. As I <laughs> see it, if I'm going to die of skin cancer, I want to have a little privilege. That's all I'm saying. So, okay. So you're in Connecticut, but but you know no one gets you. So you're an artist. Right. No? No, wasn't it? No. No. Tell, me, tell, no. tell us about yourself. Oh, God, this is kind of odd. Go deep in my bio like this. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, I, I came to do improv out of a youth theater in, in Connecticut. I'm from a small town on the Connecticut River, Middletown. It's where Wesleyan University is. Um, and we had this fantastic children's theater called Odd Phyllis Playhouse that I uh, did improv at when I was like 10 and then did a lot of straight, stricted, um, scripted material and Shakespeare and plays. Oh, really? And so... I was really much, very much defined by my experiences at this youth theater, and I kind of wish every town would have a youth theater where kids could do stuff like that. And then after, went to college, English major, did improv throughout there, and then uh, after college, was looking for a place to go to, and growing up in New York City's shadow, I didn't really want to go there and probably couldn't have afforded to, to go there anyway. I had a friend who had an apartment open up in San Francisco, and came out here with really no ambition, just knowing that I'd probably do improv wherever I went, kind of creating my own opportunities. Mm-hmm. Still uh, no ambition. And still no ambition. Still no ambition. You can just tell by the way he sits. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just like a Connecticut man. <laughs> I did have a quick question, though. Uh, yeah. as, far as, as far as that school, what was some of the stuff that you appreciated doing? Well, well the, I mean, the defining moment was the, my, the first troop or classes that I were, did were based out of this book, which is kind of the founding book of improvisation called Improvisation for the Theater by this woman, Viola Spolin, who was basically the woman who invented theater games and and modern improvisational theater. Her son went on to found the Second City. Hmm. And so she laid down the template for all modern improv. So it would be like things like uh, we'd have a group of, you know, five are up on stage and one sitting down. They have a remote control. They say, oh, I want to watch Smurfs. So we just start enacting the Smurf episode. And so to have that happen at such a young age and have that, it'd be all right to kind of play and create your own material and and, uh, speak through your own experiences was powerful. You're doing that like around 10, 12 years old, you're doing that? Uh, Probably, actually, probably 13, 14 when I first did. So you were seasoned as a human being. Right. No. You already knew everything. Uh, that's a perfect time to get that happening because that was about the time I started realizing like there were other bands that I could listen to and you start to. 
you know. Yeah, Pete, it's yeah. about you. Yeah. So, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, theater, youth theaters like that are great if done right. Sometimes they're not done right, but uh, Oddfellows did it. They still do it great. They're still around. Did you wear black turtlenecks? No. Okay. I was, I was a skateboarder. Oh, oh, were you? Yeah. Did you like the Bones Brigade? Of course I did. Ah, it's so hard <laughs> to find people that know about the Bones That's Brigade. What are they? No in way. Search of Animal Chew. Chin, baby. Oh, Animal Chin. Animal Chew. Oh, boy, that was uh, racist. Love of God. All right. Okay, so... You come out to San Francisco. Yeah. You knew you were going to be doing some sort of improv because it's in your blood now. Yeah, sure. And okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm putting no, words yeah. in your mouth. No, I feel that way. Okay, so then when you get here, what happens? Uh, I get a job as a truck driver at a wholesale plant warehouse in the Bayview. <laughs> Step uh, number two. <laughs> that actually is it's very appropriate. Okay. Uh, and took some classes at the the local improv theater here, which is the at that time it was Bats Improv, which mm-hmm. is on Fort Mason. Right. They're still here. Uh, they're still around, yeah. going strong. Um, at that point, were they Bay Area Theater Sports? They were still? called Bay Area Theater Sports. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Took classes there, and then decided I just kind of wanted to do my own things. So I kind of started uh, open improv workouts at various spaces in the mission that no longer exist. Produced a lot of shows, did my own shows, and then founded the festival, the San Francisco Improv Festival in 2004. With? Nice. Uh, with uh, a second city improviser named Sean Landry. Now, how did you meet her? Because the story I got was you picked her up at the airport, so you guys had to know each other ahead of time, unless the story I got was wrong. <laughs> you get that story? From her. <laughs> you talked to Sean? Yeah. What? No, she said that when you guys got your award, I was watching the video of you guys getting your <laughs> oh, award. Okay, okay. And she had said when she came out that you were there to... to, to so is a Sh- compulsive liar. Sean Landry uh, and her husband, Hans Summers, ran uh, a fantastic improv sketch group called Weeby Negros. Right. Uh, we o- as an O-U-I. O-U-I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean is African-American, her husband's white, and then they'd hire the rest of the group. Which is an abomination. Would be <laughs> African-American. So they, they'd have all black actors except Hans. Uh-huh. I was doing improv in Boston, and I saw them, and that was the first time I saw kind of Second City-style short blackout sketches, and it blew my mind. And, and so after that, yeah, I worked with them. We did like a double bill at the comedy studio in uh, Cambridge. And then I moved out here, and then she and Hans moved out here independently. Uh, and then Sean and I kind of became partners in business and producing partners. Uh-huh. And then we started the San Francisco Improv Festival in 2004. All right. right. So now, at this point, have you met Jamie? No. Well, let me introduce you. Jamie, this is Sam. <laughs> Sam, this is Jamie. Okay. Now, did you put together Crisis Hopkins together, or did you meet there? I put it together and then met Jamie and added him to the Okay. Group. So now this is the part of the movie where now we go and we explore Jamie's background, because frankly, you're a little boring. So anyway, um, okay, so Jamie, you're a Bay Area guy, so I yeah. like you better. And tell us how you came to be a part of this mess. Um, so yeah, I like I said, I was living in Amsterdam. I was working at Boom Chicago, and eventually... You know, I just decided it was time to come back. It kind of felt like I had seven years, pretty good chapter. Wanted by the law. Wanted. (laughs) At that point, I I had to leave. Um, But I came back and uh, started a video production company um, because that's what I knew. That's what I learned to do there and started doing work. And one of my very first things was a comedy piece because that's what my background was. And so I had to hire some actors and I wanted improvisers. And so I asked a friend of mine who had knew from Amsterdam, she'd moved back here. I said, Hey, I need a couple, I need two guys and a gal. Um, can you get me any improvisers? And, uh, she 
did. And one of them turned out, uh, ended up being a really good friend of mine, Anthony Veneziale, who's still a regular improviser here. And, and is he, he connected? Uh, I don't, wouldn't cross him. Okay. I'm just going to say. <laughs> There's been a lot of Godfather-esque themes to this <laughs> show, by the way. I think you're... I wouldn't cross him. <laughs> um, I put these grapes in my mouth and pet a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just eat the grapes? Um, or the cat. But Anthony was part of Crisis Hopkins. Like He was he came, one of the people who started mm-hmm. it with you? Yeah. Yeah. So one how did you members. meet Anthony? I knew Anthony from college. Oh, okay. Crisis Hopkins came from a book about San Francisco history called The Barbary Coast by Herbert Asbury, who did Gangs of New York. So if you look in the t- the index, you'll see Crisis Hopkins. <laughs> His deal was there would be like street preachers who would come down to the streets of San Francisco and they just, the hell is going to rain down on you. You're all sinners. And his, his thing was he'd shadow them and then just come up behind him and say, the, t- the time for fire and brimstone is gone. Now listen to reason. Like he would, th- that's all is, you know about him. He's, he's like a face of reason in, in the, against all this like crazy. So you chose to go stuff. with uh, the face of reason for your Im- the name of your improv I just trip. wanted to have the most pretentious name. For <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> now, how do you translate Crisis Hopkins into Latin? You just, yeah, just yeah. call it, we're better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Come give us your money, swine. <laughs> <laughs> Our college dollars hard at work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Anthony got me into Crisis Hopkins. I started doing tech for the show and then I started directing it and then I started performing with them and then around about 2009, we were doing a show, and we found out after the show, a bunch of people from other improvisers were asking, hey, what's the story with the San Francisco Improv Festival? It was this summer, and we hadn't heard anything about it. And they were like, oh, it's, yeah, didn't you hear Sean moved to L.A.? So there's no festival. And so we decided to put together like a, a weekend temporary improv festival. That's what we called it. And we had like <laughs> six acts, and we did, had a workshop. So there was still an improv festival in San Francisco that year. Where and was that held? That was at the Eureka Theater. Oh, okay. And, um, um, over in Financial, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just off of Battery, Battery just Jackson, over across from Sigmund, not Sigmund, Safeway. No, I was going to give the name of the park. <laughs> it is next to Safeway. That's actually on. My it is. Tour, uh, that uh, is. It's a weird name. I yeah. just noticed the name of that park, and I had no idea who it was. I'll come up with it. When you're in the middle of something that's really important to say, I'm going to yell it out. I'll just awesome. blurt it out. <laughs> anyway, so it's right across from there. Um, and then uh, Sean got in touch with us and was like, hey, I tried to hand it off. No one wanted it. Apparently, you guys have the gumption, so here's the festival. So the festival comes full circle back to Crisis Hopkins and Sam Shaw. And Sam and I kind of took lead on producing the festival, but the whole troupe did, hmm. um, along with the other people we asked to just kind of throw in. And everyone kind of came together. It was just sort of amazing thing. And then so we had a great weekend of festival. And then the next year came around. We're like, OK, let's reboot the San Francisco Improv Festival had it been like an eight week or 10 week thing previously, which always seemed like a season as opposed to a festival to me. Yeah. So we brought it down to two weekends and uh, we were like, well, if we're starting the Improv Festival over again, let's go back to the beginning of Improv in San Francisco. And Sam and I both had been talking over the years about the committee and didn't know all that much about it. We ended up finding out that we knew Alan Meyerson through one of the guys in the troupe. And he's the founder of the committees, Alan Myers. Sidney G. Walton. Sydney G. Sydney G. Walton, Walton Park, yes. Okay. So we got that now. Because So you're going to have to repeat everything you just said. <laughs> right. Because I'm just, you know. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you have a connection to Alan Myerson. Yes. 
and he's uh, in communication with you guys, and he starts feeding you a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, was this before you had the idea to do the documentary, or this was? Yes. Is this what yeah. started it? Yeah, no, the, yeah. This is when we we rebooted the festival. We invited them him up to do a, a like a panel where he would talk about the oh. committee because we wanted like we realized there are a lot of people. In San Francisco, heavily into improv and sketch, but no one knew like the history of this. And so we wanted to kind of celebrate that and educate people and also be like, hey, there's a lot of amazing stuff that happened here. And by the way, this thing that you know, you've been trained in, the Herald, which is what everyone learns when they want to learn how to do long form improvisation and improv like improvise an entire show, that actually started in San Francisco. And that's the thing that everyone from Tina Fey to Amy Poehler to um yeah, you know, everyone who came up in the the '90s and the '80s learned how to improvise. They learned with the Herald. Right. Okay. So now we know what you guys are doing this movie about that, and we'll get back into the logistics of that. Sure. But so now you're learning about the the impact that the committee has had on improv all over the place. So tell now for the listener, uh, tell uh, uh, us about the committee's history. It's forming the whole thing, so we don't have to pay to see your movie. <laughs> Uh, well, the committee was founded by a Second City director, Alan Meyerson, who uh, came up out of Los Angeles and was very kind of a radical in his politics, a very left-wing, engaged, activist individual. This whole family was. His dad was like a blacklisted uh, set designer in the 50s in Hollywood. His mom was protesting against nuclear testing in the 1950s, which pretty much made her a communist as far as everyone was con- well, concerned. Well, sure, she didn't yeah. understand. You can just scrub it off. <laughs> That's right. Sure. So in 1962, the Second City is doing their uh, their comedy in Chicago, and they're also bringing it to Greenwich Village. So Meyerson goes to Chicago to direct uh, some Second City reviews, and he meets uh, an actress there named Irene Riordan, and then they fall in love, and they go on a honeymoon. And so on that honeymoon, they drive all over the country. And they realize that uh, not only are they kind of going on their honeymoon to kind of meet their family, they're also kind of scouting for locations for a new theater company. They end up in San Francisco, and they think it's a perfect location because it's got a lot of college students and uh, a lot of people who think too highly of themselves. <laughs> Right-wing stuff that needed to laugh at itself, or what, what I, was it? I think they were just uh, looking at it very pragmatically. They were like, where's the threshold for minimum audience that we can attract to a theater? Where's a great place where a theater can actually be a viable okay, business yeah, model? They end up in North Beach, where they find an old lounge called the Bocce Ball, which was an old Italian uh, lounge on Broadway at 622. Uh, they, Over by where the flying books, books yeah, are. It yeah. is a hardware store now. Yeah. Uh, if you go to 622 Broadway right in front of the entranceway, uh, etched into the sidewalk, it says, Eat More Art. And that was etched there by the committee member Gary Goodrow in the mm. early 60s. And it's he was there. a cannibal, and one of the other players was a guy named <laughs> Arthur. Nice. And, yeah. Uh, it's really amazing to see that. that. Uh, it was perfect. <laughs> Good job, SK. <laughs> Check it out. So they uh, they get connected with that. They go back to Greenwich Village and they get their cast, which is primarily all Second City rejects, uh, like <laughs> the actor Larry Hankin, who was in Escape from Alcatraz Do, and Seinfeld it... and Friends and about Breaking Bad. He's a yeah. founding member of the committee, and he's uh, amazing and hilarious. Nice. Very cool. So they get their Second City rejects. They drive across country, and they establish the theater. 
And so while uh, Irene Riordan, while pregnant, uh, helping to oversee the build out of the theater. So yeah, she's, she's like the foreman. She's managing. She's managing the contractors. This young, like twenty-two-year-old actress who's like totally pregnant is managing the build out of the theater. So she's doing that. Alan and Larry and Gary and uh, a number of other improvisers are putting the review together. They're improvising. They're totally taking in the events of the day. This is six months before JFK got assassinated. Hmm. And they develop this review. Then they open up in April 63, and that's just sold out lines around the block um, from then on for nine years. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. was it met with, sure, okay, sold out stuff, but was there issues with, you know, the politics of the area? Or? Yeah, occasionally there was, and they liked it. They relished it. They wanted to create material that got the audience out of their seats. They had a, a, an infamous scene, which is actually on, uh, we burned uh, and put on YouTube uh, during Collar and uh, Kaepernick's uh, yeah, the uh, Star-Spangled Banner. A card called Star-Spangled Banner, which basically begins with people lining up in a row, hands on over their hearts, singing the Star-Spangled Banner. One guy is not standing up. And so in the course of the song, it's hard to describe comedy. <laughs> uh, in the course of the song, We've they get, proven that over they and get over more, and more, more and more agitated, more and more agitated until they basically kick the guy's chair out from under him and start to beat him to death. Nice. While singing the national anthem. Oh, that's awesome. So that that was in the movie uh, <laughs> session with com- the committee, and we burned that. And Myerson actually asked us to put it up on YouTube, so we did. So that's there until it's not. So check it out. No. Oh. Um, yeah. And so that uh, there would be people in the audience that that would offend greatly. People mm-hmm. who uh, serve veterans, people who sure. really just got deeply offended by it, and sure. would, would have words with cast members right after the show, and they'd mm-hmm. have to deal with that. And, they loved it. But I thought that was one of the greatest things about it. Like, they wouldn't just do their scene and have someone be offended and then they'd drop the mic and they'd go off and like right. have a beer and get away from right. that. They actually would invite people to stay and talk with them after the show if there was a, like a, someone had a real problem. They're like, well, all right, let's talk about this. Yep. As opposed to like, uh, you know, you're some awful lefty, like you should go back to Russia, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. Like, they would actually, like people would, have a discussion about it. Like, Except why? that one lady who told Howard Hussman that if he was her child, she would have strangled him in her, her crib. <laughs> yeah. Some of that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, then, we, then we wouldn't have had Dr. Johnny Fever. <laughs> exactly. That's Howard Hussman. Which, which would have been very sad. I love Johnny Fever. He's the best. We interviewed him. He's, yeah, yeah, we've talked to him. He was in the committee from... 66. Maybe um, earlier, maybe a little bit earlier, 64. a stage manager, yeah, but in the cast starting '66 and went through to the the very end. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We, we don't have if we don't have Babette singing in an yeah. episode, it's not an episode. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. Um, you kidding me? Yes, it does. It's still, well, I guess we've got to talk about still, that. Well, if you're let me say ask you a question. Hold up. How many? How much of it is nostalgia? The hold up holds up. Do you think the hold up holds up? Oh boy. Oh, boy. High five. Let's get out of here and let these fogies dance around. <laughs> hold up, holds up. Here's here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the the two parter when uh, uh, Mr. Gonzer's taking nude pictures of Jennifer. Yeah. And he's um, Philip. Great episode. Or the episode with the bomb scare when Johnny's telling uh, you know the phone cops play hardball and that sort of stuff. Or Les Nessman and the turkeys. Yeah, I was, was going to be the third Come one. Come on, man. So you've got these the, settings the that goods. are very good, and there's there are some classic great jokes, 
But overall, and but, but then we have a nostalgia for it. I'm just trying to be honest That's here. A great song. And yeah, and actually one of the best soundtracks on TV well, sure, ever. Sure. I'll say one. Can I just say one thing about no, you WKRB? You're done. We have had enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him. So they, uh, that was a very improvisational show. Oh, was it? Uh, their director Hugh Wilson, who and the showrunner of WKRP, went to see the committee and hired Howard out of it, uh-huh. and, and was very influenced by their kind of method. And so they rehearse a lot. They just let the actors kind of provide lines. Oh, that's lines. awesome! Yeah, and oh, so, I like it better now. So Howard would say, like, <laughs> by you know the second show or second show, they felt like they were working with each other for years. Wow! Um, so they were all improv. People? It wasn't. They weren't all improv people, but the the set. Uh, was run in a way that was conducive to group creation. So they're looking at yeah. a script, and and Howard Hessman and or any of the others are changing things around to where they, you know, or they're, while they're practicing, they're saying, someone say comes this, up with something. Try something else. Try something yeah. else. And so, yeah. but also by the third episode of the show, they were having some committee members as very prominent guest stars. I mean, the first episode, first and second episode. And so, is the hold up the second? The hold up's the third. So the hold up is with um, two has two members of the committee in it. It's one with Bobby Boogie, Gary Goodwin is <laughs> Bobby Boogie. He takes his gun, and tries to hold up the in store that uh, Johnny Fever is doing with uh, this other Second City actor. Dell. Dell, with his committee actor, Hamilton Camp. Those guest actors who are committee members dominate that whole episode. And to have that happen so early in a sitcom where the main actors of the sitcom just step back and let these guests that they don't know take the spotlight for... 20 15 of 20 minutes yeah awesome. you know what you're right it was and a great, a great show episode. and i love every part of it <laughs> it's great yeah. That's all here's the other beautiful part of wkrp you can use a lot of those lines and most people won't know where they came from <laughs> wow the throng is mighty mouthy today good lord so okay so let, let, let me do a recap here and see the holes we'll find the holes that we have to fill here all right i'm sorry I don't think so. <laughs> they have been. They've been hilarious yes. for yes. Thank you. Yeah. hours okay. now. So um, we've got the two of you guys kind of have a, a, a different background, but the same interests and the same talents coming yeah. together, finally meeting each other, not unlike a John Lennon, Paul McCartney kind of thing. Or an S.K. Morton and Peter Feliciano. Or a, exactly. Dirk, or a Dirk McQuickly and Ron Nasty. Huh? <laughs> huh? Anybody? Uh Ah, uh, the Ruddles. I'm sorry, I missed this, that reference. I think I had a nightmare like this once. <laughs> <laughs> this is very reminiscent. Actually, you are about to get naked, so that okay, makes sense. Okay, so I don't know what that means. Naked in a nightmare. Okay, so you We've guys come them. together. You've you've done um, improv fest. You do together. You've got the. You've been performing in Crisis Hopkins. There was another play, and I'm gonna. If if you don't want to mention it, if you don't want me to talk about it, we won't. But I have a. I, I was just curious. Did you write a one-man play? Uh, uh, Fire and spew. Uh, <laughs> well, I did a uh, a, a little one-man, a one-man show. show at the climate. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I don't remember it. You I, didn't get in trouble for that or anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I pissed off um, Jessica Height, who is the fantastic uh, producer. How, how at could the, you possibly the piss climate. her off? Because I made Such a joke a about fire codes, and that made her very oh, yeah. nervous. Oh, no. Yeah, it made her very man. nervous. Yeah. I think that, wait, what no, do you know that I don't know? Oh, I, I, I don't know anything. I, just, I get little bits of things, and I ask questions. Out? I don't think, I think that's the trouble. <laughs> it's the second time he's done this hand gesture. 
Okay, so I was just curious about that, but yeah, okay, what, what, so. You know something. What, what, no, what, I know nothing. <laughs> wow. Believe me. Wow. He really think, does know nothing. One, yeah, I think that's the only one man kind of thing. Okay. I, I mean, All I've right. done stand-up a couple times. I'm not here. Oh, have you? How'd you do? Uh, Poorly. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why I don't do it anymore. Well, I mean, there's a big difference between stand-up and improv mm-hmm. and, and, and being funny. Right. And uh, <laughs> it, have you ever done stand-up? No. Jamie? No. No. Not even going to try it, huh? Um. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> okay, so you guys get together, and then you have the idea because you've met uh, Alan uh, Iverson my, my and um, <laughs> thick. And there you go. <laughs> no, it's too soon. <laughs> and then, um, so then you meet him, and then you're like, "Hey, this is something. You guys have an interest in it. Who was it?" And I that said, "We've got to make a movie about this." I think uh, I made sure that we taped. The, the panel that we did with Alan and Larry Hankin and Carl Gottlieb, who's uh, a screenwriter for- uh, My fifth favorite movie, for Jaws. Jaws. And yeah. The Jerk. And The Jerk. He co-wrote The Jerk, the jerk with Steve Rick, Martin. Which is my fifth favorite comedy. <laughs> nice. So you guys have that, and then you did the- Oh, so when you had the uh, panel, you weren't thinking movie. No. What we, like, we ended up thinking that we'd recorded it, and like, God, you know, this might make it, like, it would be interesting to do a documentary on these guys. And yeah. Like, we're like, well, I thought about it, and then next year we're giving an award to Jim Crana, who's one of the members of the committee. He and still then, lives here in the city, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I went down to L.A. because not all those guys could make it up, and I was like, well, I want to go down and get everyone to give him like a, hey, congratulations moment on tape, and I'd play it during the awards. But then I was also like, well, I'd also, it'd be good to get a little bit of information about sure. the committee. Sure. And so I had each of them tell me about the committee and their experience with it, brought it back, and then I... Sam and I just started talking about making that happen. And so we talked to Alan over the course of like the next six or eight months. And um, we were planning a 50th anniversary event for the committee as a, a way to celebrate them. So the commi- like the festival, we ended up putting on a big event. Uh, what's the name of that church up in? St. Aidan's. St. Aidan's, yeah. In Diamond and- Heights. Yeah, and we had uh, probably like 150 people there, folks who had performed with them, folks who had watched them. Uh, Burton, John Burton, John Burton was, was there because uh, he was a longtime like committee fan. Uh, now the current chairperson of the, the state Democratic. Democratic committee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was when that was when we officially kicked off the documentary. So so where are we? When do we get to see it? Uh, so we're going to be ending up cutting the doc this year while we're still doing some additional interviews. Are you so we'll have a cut of the. <laughs> Yes, no. Can we just keep making those noises? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of relaxing. I'll listen to that, put on my CPAP. I'm good. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys are you're in the back end of this, back end, you're doing post production, but you've got you're adding things. Yeah, so we're at the beginning of post production. We're going to have a cut of some variety by the end of the year but we probably won't have a very final Ow. cut until some point in 2018 okay cool and we still have a great deal of money to raise because mainly because of the archival footage that we'll be using do you have any uh specifically how are you doing that are you going to investors or you have like a kickstarter or what, what, well your... we did we had a small kickstarter a while ago which kind of burned through um we are going be looking to investors and uh, interested people who want to help finance it for sure. We uh-huh. don't want to get into 
the situation that a lot of documentary filmmakers get into where they underestimate the expense of their <laughs> right, archival right, footage and right. then they have to do some Kickstarter to complete it and it doesn't work because... And to be honest, we want to have a, a lot of archival footage in this. Yeah. We what about just reenactors? <laughs> I'm great in a stash. Do it Give me a fake mustache, I'm good. Do it in black and white <laughs> videotape, you're good to go. I mean, what we have, I and mean, we've got we've got grainy black and white film, we've got awesome... Yeah, but that's all of Bigfoot, that's not going to help you. Uh, but, I mean, the thing is, they go from kind of black and white, suit and tie, black dress... Mm-hmm. Uh, cabaret comedy to like straight up counterculture hippie right. yeah. drug humor. And no. so it's, it's there's a lot of different looks and a lot of different presentations who, of their art, which is fantastic. Who, is it the, to get the tapes from people, or is it to restore it so that it can work on a? It's no, all it, of the above. Kind it's of. A, a lot of it is uh, like there's certainly restoration or, or transfer of film to digital so that we can cut the film. But ultimately, the thing that's going to cost us is going to like Dick Cavett. And uh, Flip Carlin Wilson. archives oh, and Flip Wilson a, show yeah. and the Tonight Show and wow. everyone who owns the rights to those shows owns the rights to the performances of the committee on those shows, and they were all over television in the 1960s. And they had a show that they tried to start up called the Music Scene that I think they maybe got through 17 episodes, yeah. not quite a full season. Yeah, but and that wow. ended up and that was kind of like a early model of what SNL ended up starting out being of comedy and latest music. When you're walking down the street, they're the people that you meet each day. Well, here's the thing. Um, we've, we've, our throng wants to leave. <laughs> Clearly, they're handing each other their personal you know, items. You know who this one the is? Drinks this are one wearing is from off. this one is from Guam and Japan at the same time. Oh, really? Were you Guap- Guapanese? <laughs> you, were, you were born in Guam. Born in Guam. I was oh. born in Yokohama. And invaded Japan. She yeah. said she wanted to get on Honto. the podcast. Hi. What's your What's your What's your name that you want to be called on the podcast? Uh, emo. Wow. Emo. Nice. Combination of my name. Oh, okay. Oh. Wow. Of your government names, right? <laughs> Keep the strength. So let me ask you this. Will you guys uh, come back? Yeah. You don't have to put him on the spot I, right I, now. I'm putting him on the spot. That's awful. That's we an got awful Sam. thing. Jamie, Jamie's just lifting Jamie, his eyebrows. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. No. Yeah, just go, hmm. Yeah. Okay, he's not coming back. You know, something Whatever. I will consider. Run for the door now. Whatever, he's 6'5". I don't care. I can dominate Sam. That is anyway. a good idea for me to mull over. <laughs> I'll mull. Mull. That's perfect. And but, I, would, I would be more than happy to come back. Fantastic. I would be. I, I would be. <laughs> Except I'm sober. And what does more than happy mean? Does yeah. it mean that you would be like ecstatic? What well, I'd like to, you know, have uh, them the back. Nitrous. Well, this is now that you guys have experienced it. Maybe they'll have. The, they can get together and go. Hey, you know what would be a good thing to do on that? They come back oh. and they would lead us. You guide me. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> and then as thing you have progress on the on the. Um, here's what we are going to be. Uh-oh. Now, Jamie's going to know this because he was around in the 70s with Bob, what's his name, who did Creature Features? Bob Wilkins. Bob Wilkins. Mm-hmm. He was also Captain Cosmic. And the Wonder Robot 2T2. Exactly. By the way, Patreon people, if you sign up for Patreon, you get a little uh, decoder card like I had from Captain nice. Cosmic. Um, <laughs> the silver one. He, when Star Wars came out, he was, because it was a local thing, he was big. George Lucas went on Creature Features to talk about it and promoted it and everything. And all the way before, you know, as it was coming out, Bob Wilkins was a big part of that. So we're going to be the Bob Wilkins 
to their <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> so whenever you guys want to come on, want to give us updates, or if you just want to come on and hang out, you have an, an open invitation oh, for man, this. Oh, man, that's can we have a, uh, I was talking to Jamie. <laughs> and, um, no. Can we have a dialing for dollars like section of the show? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Six from the top. <laughs> um, so, But we are, we are going to have to close it up now. So what we're going to do is we're going to get from you guys uh, everything that people need to know to be able to support what you're doing. Great. And uh, whatever else you want to wrap up with. And then, uh, sweetie? Yeah? Do you have anything you want to say about back Black History Month? <laughs> it's too short. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's a, that's probably. I feel like that's a Chappelle joke from the from the late '80s. Dude, you're you're better than that, Babette. Pete, let me let me give you. I, I've learned a few things in the last few years being married to Babette. Oh God, it wasn't even a joke. <laughs> there's a whole community of people when you white people aren't around they're like man he only gave us four weeks <laughs> and they all smell like wet dog okay. I wasn't supposed to let that one out was I okay so anyway I know so many things they let me into the meetings what's anyway. cocoa butter anyway right now? I just don't Anyway, um, so we'll definitely have you guys back if you if you're willing. We would love to have yeah, you back. I mean, you can come back next week if you want. That'd be fantastic. Um, Before they leave, I'm sorry. Before me. What's that? I want them to do something. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> she has cocoa She's butter. Got the cocoa butter. Can I give you a scenario. <laughs> <laughs> See what I told you? We warned you about this. We warned you about the bad bet. The thing is, and she's gonna get him to do it. Jesus. Well, of course, that's what you do, right? <laughs> They're not. They're not jukeboxes, you know, Mama. Should we try? Uh, could, you, could we have a nice edit point? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Ready? Uh, when do you, you want to try a little uh, melodrama scene, uh, and then they can edit it if it sucks. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Can we get a? Uh, and uh, you'll, it'll be yours, Jim. Okay. <laughs> That's the editor yeah. over here. Yeah. Okay. Can I get a? A childhood trauma, something that happened in your life that uh, affected you forever and like Lord. totally dominant. Uh, when you were younger, look at something that was just like something, something really that, like, embarrassing, like just embarrassing. What's what? that? Belt whipping. You got whipped by a belt. belt. By multiple belts because my dad, I wasn't crying. He hit me with more than one belt. That's a great premise. It's hilarious. So then we're gonna go. With. <laughs> was was there something that that prompted it? <laughs> Oh. Riding her bike didn't tell you when those Guapanese parents. And got beat. Uh, can we get a location that has nothing to do with belts or uh, child abuse? <laughs> 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 Why don't you give yeah, what's your what's your Guam? No, no. What's your... <laughs> what? Oh, oh no, wait, wait, how about something a little more specific, like a gymnasium or a flea market? Well, you just came up with two great ideas. I know. Something I know. Like a pay, less, pay less shoe store. A pay less shoe store. Pay less shoe store. All right. A whooping with a belt and a pay less shoe store. <laughs> Maybe it's a pay less belt. I think it's going to break in the middle of the sketch. Right. All right. Ray, thanks for coming shopping with me, man. I need something for my fallen arches so bad. Yeah, your your feet, uh, they actually, they they smell really bad. I don't think it was a good idea to actually come here today. No, I know. I haven't been washing them either. <laughs> is that is that part of the treatment? I think so. Well, you just come down with me. I think there's some Doc Martin sneakers over there that I want to try. Okay. They, just, that's all right. Okay. They already probably smell anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, that's weird. They've got all these shoes. This weird display rack is like a weird conveyor belt, like moves back uh, and forth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I kind of like that. It makes it convenient because you can grab this one over here, 
something that comes down here and you can pick it up. You know, I, I don't think we need any belts on. No, on, I on like this. it. It's, no, uh, it's actually Payless. It's amazing how they've advanced to their floor display technology, where they kind of have this like sushi boat area with um, the seekers, and they've got yeah, this no, conveyor belt with the. You know, let's just the get the shoes. Let's just get the no, shoes. But look for at this you, conveyor okay? belt. No, I are, I don't really want to talk about belts. Okay, what? let's just let's just get your Ray. friggin' Ray. shoes. Okay, right. Wait, hold on. No. This, Wait, I don't. Are need we here bu- for shoes? I'm here to help you because of your weird, flat, smelly feet. Hey. And you are just throwing belts in my face, and I don't want to hear about it. Okay? I'm not throwing a belt. You're yeah, saying... no, you are. What? what? You are. That... For real. Ray, that vein's popping out again. Yeah, yeah. You know why? What? You're making it pop out. No, I'm not. What am I doing? I just want to. I'm just pointing out the unique display technology at Payless Shoes. You're Wait, talking about you freaking the, out so bad. You're talking about the the wheels going round and round, and the yeah. boat and the belts, and, yeah, and, and the it's belts. just it's it's just. Oh, wait, look, the, this the the belts making that shoe kind of hit against the God. side here. I gotta yeah. fix that. <laughs> Stop, yeah, just, talk, stop hit, talking hit about so belts ba- and beating. What, what are you talking? Why what? are you beating me with your shoe belts, <laughs> Ray? You're what? Me- God, step into the spotlight and tell me what's going on. <laughs> look, when I was a kid. My dad got really pissed because I went biking. What? I didn't tell anyone where we were going. What? We should be able to go biking whenever you want. And he wanted to teach me a lesson. What? About how dangerous it is if I go biking away and I don't tell anyone where I'm going. What's good? He cares. The thing that could have happened, I could have been beaten with a belt. What? And then to prove the point, he beat me with a belt. See what happens when you go riding away when no one knows where you're going? You get beaten with a belt. In this case, it happened to be my father. And you're throwing that in my face. You think I'm throwing it in your face? Yes, you are. You know what my dad threw in my face? (laughs) What? A key lime pie in front of my friends. A key lime pie? You think getting beaten by a belt hurts? How about that acidic acid from limes? In the pie. I got acid in my eyes and citric acid. I'm sorry, and you're lactose intolerant, and too. I, and the, the sour cream got in my mouth and then made my tummy rumble bad. All right, man. I got Okay. I, listen, listen. I'm sorry. I, I what happened to us? I didn't us? want to bring it up. I what just, happened to us? It just. I just wanted to get some new sneakers for my smelly fallen arches, and it's like everything falls apart. Let's just get you your, your Doc Martens. Hey, listen, I'll take it off the belt. The buckle end. <laughs> You're getting the buckle end. Yeah. Yay! Once again, bad thank bad you, saved. thank you, bad bad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, bad bad. My pleasure. She's the most ruthless dictator I've ever <laughs> thank seen. You, thank you for the confession as well. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You, was, you had me almost in tears because <laughs> it was so moving. You're a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Incidentally, we will. Incidentally, that whole story, the property of SK Morton created. Yeah, that's, right. that's how Second City does it, man. That's right. That's exactly. That's exactly how I it works. On that note, we should end on a high note. Yeah, we we're getting high. Night. You want to get in and say that? I think we should end on a high note. I think we should say good night. Oh, all right. You know yes. that thing you say every week. I don't want to say that. Oh, yeah, okay. you tell him. You tell him, uh, uh, Bebe. Yeah.
Yeah. All right, well, I guess that's the end of it. Bet, bet. You want an air high five right now? Actually, you know what? Let's all put our air high fives together in air a power high five. and release. Thanks, everybody. You're all I said sheep. release. Bad, bad. I said release. Bad, bad. <laughs> Let's all, I didn't mean it like, no, I, if you put it up like that, it's more of a wonder twin thing. Okay, than a, okay so let me do this. Than what, a wonder race thing. We're going to end it now. So uh, what can I say to, to support you guys with things? Uh, what you, can we do? You can send people to our website, thecommittiemovie.com. Uh, we're always looking. The committee movie? Uh, yes, it is. It's okay. thecommittiemovie.com. We're always looking for uh, people who've got leads on archival footage, any information. A lot of people saw the committee back in the day. They might have crazy posters, photographs, recordings. Especially any kind of like home movie type stuff. Even yeah, from... always looking for hippie home movies. Yeah. Uh, so send those our way. And check out our blog. Um at committeemovie.com. We're also on Facebook. The Committee Movie on Facebook will be on Instagram soon. Uh, and we tweet infrequently. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Let me uh, put this on and uh, we will end the show. I left my heart in San Francisco. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, we want to thank the throng that came in tonight. Um, anyway, so we want to thank you guys for coming. If you want to tell everyone you know, that would be great. Uh, remember the Patreon campaign, tell two friends, poison two enemies. Um, share. That's the key is to share. We all learned it in kindergarten. Yeah. Give us the five stars, the, all that kind of stuff, Facebook, all the social media stuff, SK Morton and the, and the podcast. Follow us, SK Morton Podcast, Gmail, and the Amazon button. So remember the Amazon button, people. We want to tell everyone first, thecommittiemovie.com. And you guys are always looking for leads, archival footage, home movies, art, anything they can do with that as well as um, there's your blog is there and also the uh, uh, committee movie at Facebook. Yes. Yes. And uh, is, that, is that good? At committee movie on Twitter. At committee movie on Twitter. Pete, yes. Friday, March 3rd, a taste of the world at Walnut Creek. Yeah, at the, at the Pleasant Hill Bart Station. At the Pleasant Hill Bart Station. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. When I come home to you, San Francisco, your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. Okay, we're going to do this. Watch this. See, no one does this, but I'm going to do this. So ready for this? Yes, no. Jump in, boys. We got cookies for the love of God. He does that just to bother me. And he's our friend. He's our special boy. He's rude, but likable. We want you to be able to relax, sit back, maybe unbutton. You know, whatever. <laughs> Daddy, I want our shoes. I new shoes. I need breakdancing shoes, please. Uh, yeah, humored and celebrated is a great way to put it. Yeah, I think initially humored. And then tolerated. 
How do you improve or improv or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Well, you add an E at the end. You felt like less of a man, didn't you? I did. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut myself out on that one. <laughs> I really should have uh, vetted this podcast. I should have, uh... Wow. Schooled by Sam Shaw. I'll listen to that. Put on my CPAP. I'm good. What do you know about Guam? <laughs>